I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. All right, so I just saw Halloween decorations and candy in the store this last weekend. People, too early. I mean, like, way, way too early. It's still summer. There's so much left of summer to enjoy. You know, besides, we've got Jason Cabassi, who still needs a superhero name, by the way. Finally here on be. The Real Brian Show. Still I'm stoked to be on the show, dude, because it's I've been watching you, and I remember when you were first talking about ideas for the show back at podcast movement and here we are 127 episodes in so (laughs) thanks for having me on (laughs) now i feel guilty (laughs) no it's good it's all good oh man well because it's still summer we've we've still got the storms the rain and of course the thunder lord thunder is back let's rock it this is your theme song man oh yeah got my little song going and everything that's awesome (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's the only way to fly. You know, when you're when you're on the show, you got to have your theme song because I don't even have a theme song. <sighs> is- well, you know what? I'll take that because I like it a lot. <laughs> I know it's such a good song. Here you awesome. go. Yeah. All right, that's all we got for today for the for the show. Because hey, why? No, I'm no. We'll keep going. We'll keep going for a little longer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Lord Thunder. Thanks for joining us back again. Hey, it's good to be back. Hey, uh, Jason, it's good to uh, talk to you again. It's been a couple years. Absolutely. Yeah. I think we met at one of those fan fests yeah, a while back. Yeah. And awesome. you influenced the trajectory of my life. Did you know that? I did. Yeah, because I was talking about doing a Patreon, which I'd probably been talking about for like a year and just talking about it, not doing anything. And then you're like, man, you should actually do that. And you're like, seriously, I'll, I'll uh, chip in. And so I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I got to do it. And I did it and it's been great. So thank you very much for that. And that's right. We did have that conversation. Awesome. I'm glad that's working out for you. He quit his yes, day job did. and he's doing this full time now. Yeah. I know. And he's doing a great job. His podcast Thanks to is you. awesome. Yeah. Jason. Yeah, so Jason Cabassi of Walking Dead cast. What else are you doing? Well, we, I just got through this really intense period of doing four shows at once because they all happened to shift their schedules and line up. It was rough, but uh, the shows are great. So I'm into really dark and twisty stuff. So I was doing Ash vs. <laughs> Evil Dead, Westworld, and Legion, and Walking Dead all at the same time. That's the way to go, man. Yeah. You came through the area here in Colorado. Well, it's been, what, a few weeks ago now? Which was so yeah, much fun to see you because it had, it had been a couple of years since I'd seen you as well. In fact, actually, I think the last time I saw you was the same time that you, Lord Thunder, saw him too. That's crazy. Wow, that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's just and too. Long. I was in Colorado, and I'm like, wait a minute, Brian lives here. I should call him. So yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm glad it worked out to hang out because it was really cool to see where you come from and have you take me to a place that you like and see Sarah and everything. Very, yeah. very good time. Yeah, it was. What did you think of that chocolate, by the way? Nuance. It was rich and tasty, and I loved it. Yeah. I, I pretty much just scarfed it down within a day <laughs> or so. <laughs> I have a coffee and cream one that I got to try, which has, I think I got it at the same time you did. I haven't scarfed it all down yet, but it has the, one of the local roasters here 
their coffee, you know, was in there. And then of course the chocolate and then that Chantilly cream, which, oh my gosh, it was so good. I've had a couple mm-hmm. pieces. Mm. They had really unique things like one with habanero and I dig stuff like that. Sometimes, you know, they try something crazy and it doesn't work out so well, but those are all really good. They make a truffle that has goat milk and then rye whiskey in it. It's local rye whiskey. I don't drink alcohol, but I will tell you this. The flavor of that truffle is amazing. You'll eat like 20 of those and just be blasted because <laughs> no, they cook it out. So there's, you know, it's, it's kid friendly. <laughs> they're selling truffles. Hey kids, try some of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Later on, their parents are like, why are the kids running into the walls? Why are my kids all drunk? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny. How was that road trip by the way? Anyways, Jason. It was amazing. I, I enjoyed Colorado. I'd never been. And that was one of the places I've been wanting to go for a long time. It was just beautiful. And it was me and my wife and our two kids, our seven-year-old and our one-and-a-half-year-old. And it was really good to spend a long period of quality time with them. They drove me nuts some of the time, of course. Uh, it was funny, like partway, just, you know, we drive some days like six hours and just doing a lot of driving. And my kids decided to just go, da, 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 for about 20 minutes in the back of the car. <laughs> and it was actually pretty cute. I, <laughs> I was smiling. <laughs> That's awesome. When are you both yeah. going to be moving to Colorado? Because Jenny and I talked about it. Really? <laughs> yeah. No, we always do that, though. We're like, yeah. where should we go? Because San Francisco, where we're from, is, I think, literally the most expensive place on the planet yeah. right now. Yep. But we have uh, here. Yeah, we won't be moving. I mean, we're, we're trying to stay as close to Japan as possible. Mm, so if we do point. move, it will probably be to Japan, you know. Oh, um, man, that'd be sad. I mean, that'd be cool for you, but sad for those of us who, you know, <laughs> want to be a little closer. Of course, then coming and visiting would be fun. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. That's my exactly. first thought. Yeah. You're always welcome to show up. We want to come to California at some point again, because it's, it's been a while. It's been a long time since I've been to San Francisco, and I just love that area. I've never really been down in your neck of the woods, Carl. I mean, I've been in various areas, but not specifically where you're at. So it's kind of like, you know, I think it's time for a trip. You've never been to like Santa Barbara area? Oh, Santa Barbara for sure. That's but I'm yeah, saying like I'm, I've been around you, just not where. Oh, you're I at. see. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, come on out. You, you can stay here if you want. You don't need to get a hotel. Sounds good. Need some boating bread, clam chowder. I need to get back to Alcatraz. You know, makes me feel like I'm, I'm at home. Yeah, back <sighs> yeah. in the solitary confinement. Exactly. Yeah, it's th- those were rough days, but the salt air would come in. Ah, just beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed that you want to go back. (laughs) I know. Well, you know, it was a nice time. Character building. So 127 episodes later, you're finally on the show. This is kind of ridiculous. I think it was so funny because I remember thinking like, I got to get Jason on the show. Got to get Jason on the show. And then I know you were busy. Things got busy. And then I just kind of forgot, which I'm ashamed to admit. I mean, I was sort of thinking I'm not as into some of the things that you guys are into. And I know you're not into some of the things that I'm into. And I thought, well, let's kind of, Maybe we can actually make that a feature. So I thought we would at some point in this episode, if we get to it, talk about dark versus light, because I I think I like more of the dark edgy stuff and you like more of the light, lighter stuff. Maybe. I don't know. That's my sense of it. Yeah. But I'm a geek. I'm a total geek. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we have a lot in common and honestly, I've got so many interests and, and I really try to appreciate pretty much if somebody comes and says, Hey, I'm into this, you know, I'm, I'll be like, sure, you know, let, let's hang out. Let's have fun. You know, let me experience it and that kind of thing too. So it might be something that I might get into later. And that's the beauty of the whole idea of like nerding out, being curious is 
seeing new things. I think the dark versus light conversation is going to be interesting because I've tried many of the shows that you love and there are reasons I don't get into them. It's not to say that they're bad. Yeah, no, I, I want to hear what you think. I, although now I understand that Captain Influence last week put you up to a challenge. Why did Walking Dead become a suck fest after season five? His words, not. I've never seen it, so I don't know. <laughs> you want me to talk about that right now? Uh, sure. You know, you can go into it. He pretty much said, why did the writing okay. go downhill? Why did the show start to suck after that? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's sort of the general consensus. And I think what happened was um, there's this character in the comics called Negan. Anybody who watches Walking Dead will know who I'm talking about. And he's a villain, but he's got a big grin on his face while he's doing what he's doing. And somehow in the comic, that ended up being really entertaining. I mean, he's a foul mouth jerk, unabashed, almost funny how far he would go. It was really morbidly funny. I mean, but it was um, something that comic book readers, you know, kind of a guy you love to hate. So when they brought this guy onto the show, finally, because the show is, you know, behind the comic. So storylines that happened in the comic several years ago will come out on the show now. That's how it works usually. So anyways, they brought in Negan and the character didn't translate as well on the show. He just seemed like a jerk, but not that fun to watch for a lot of people. I mean, he definitely has people who like him, but for the most part, it was just like, now this guy, I don't want to see him on my screen all the time. And they spent about two years on his storylines. So they really, really drew it out because they just figured everybody was going to love it so much and people just got sick of it. So I think that's like the biggest reason why people just kind of fell out of love with the show. And the first, one of the first things he did when he came on was like kill one of the most beloved characters and Mm. he did it in a very brutal way. So people were just like, Oh, screw this guy. Interesting. That's a big part of it. Okay. Spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, I'll let him respond to that in the next episode, you know, and you guys can go from there. One of these days we need to get you both on and let, you know, just go at it. That's cool. Yeah. All right. I got to share something before we get too much further into the show, but I want to shout out to Eric Metzner, by the way, who is a friend of seven blue seven. And I've never had the pleasure of meeting Eric, but Eric, he owns a uh, computer store. He went to seven blue seven one day and he said, I have something here that I've had for years original packaging, you know, from probably, I don't know, let's just say 20 years ago. And he's like, I've got to give it to somebody that's going to use it. So he gives it to seven blue seven and seven blue seven goes, no, I I know somebody that would nerd out about this much more than me. So seven, he says, I got a little surprise. I'm mailing something to you. It shows up and I open it and it's this gigantic. Well, let's go for like a, uh, about a foot, foot and a half tall, which is pretty big. If you look, if you think about it, Borg drone replica, but it's like a foot, foot and a half tall. I have not opened the actual packaging yet, though, but I am going to pull it out. But it is a sweet little Borg drone in there. And I mean, really big detail, all kinds of really cool stuff. And I thought, you know what? This is cool. So I'm going to have to take some pictures. Uh, I think that this Borg drone is going to start making random appearances in pictures and upcoming videos, that kind of thing. (laughs) Kind of like the, you know, Borg on a shelf, except it would be like, Borg on a porg or no, that's that's photobomb. Yeah. Photobomb. There you go. The Borg (laughs) photobomb. I love, I love the Borg, by the way. They're some of my favorite Star Trek villains. They were, and you know, it's funny because we were talking about this on cybercast, you know, Martin flashes show. And I said something about, I think the Borg were the best villains ever because they had no essence of humanity. Uh huh. Which that's why I kind of didn't like the queen because that made them 
gave them a little bit of conventional villainness. And I, yeah, I liked more that they were just sort of like this unstoppable emotionless force. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, I mean, the Borg remind me of zombies a little bit. True. I like that. True. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Seven blue seven as well. Thank you. That was very cool. Very exciting. And it is adding to my collection, which uh, is going to become again, something that I'm going to have to showcase here very soon. I think it's only appropriate now that we name Jason Cabassi, you know, with a superhero name or something, you know, and you brought up a really good point is didn't we do this on profit cast way back in the day? And I, I went back and listened and we yeah, didn't, we didn't. I, yeah. But, and then you and I have never been on another podcast, right? We we did one episode of shield, but I don't think we were, uh, I don't think aside from that we have. Is that all we've ever done? That's not right. I swear <laughs> we've done. I mean, well, so, maybe it's because we've done the live you know, heroes and villains fan fest stuff is, is why I feel like we've done a lot yeah. more. Yeah. Well, and we hung out at some podcasts and conventions and stuff like that. True. Actual real in-person interactions. So no, I don't have a superhero name. What should I be? I, I asked my, I have my Patreon group. I asked them for some suggestions. They gave me the pod father. Oh, pod father. Okay. Lord funky cold Medina. I don't, I don't understand <laughs> that one. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> this one I kind of like. Don't know going. Yeah. <laughs> Professor Zed, because uh, we call this Zed. And then right as I, right before I got on the call, I thought of uh, Mr. What, which I don't really know what that means, but I just like the sound of it. Mr. What? Exactly. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Mr. What? So every time we refer to you, we have to ask it in a question, right? So yeah. what do you think, Mr. What? Mr. Like that? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> you, yeah, let's do that one. Okay. What the hell? You'll be, you'll be a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. No what? Can I just say something really quickly here that goes along with this? Cause I, I think this is, I don't want anybody to feel offended by this, but it's something I've observed. Let me just throw this out and tell me if I'm being offensive or mean, do you notice? And I particularly notice this more with women than men. So I'm not saying that it's just with women. I've heard men do it too, but mostly I hear it with women that there's this new dialect culturally where a lot of women nowadays will start speaking in a way where they end sentences with questions now, even though it's not a question. Do you know what they I'm talking end about? sentences with questions? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll with say an like, so, yeah, and, and it makes them sound very unconfident and almost valley girlish. You know, it doesn't make them sound confident, strong, powerful women. You know what I'm talking about? And I know it's not intentional. It's a very much this subconscious dialect that has been created in our culture, but it's very much this thing where it's like, so I'm thinking about the Borg John and, and then I was like looking at, you know, kind of going here and then doing this, you know what I'm saying? Where it goes up. Yeah. You do that. You do that too well, ben, by the way, um, just, <laughs> just so you know, I work in the Valley and they're doing that on purpose. If you go back and watch old movies, they have a different, uh, accent yeah. and it almost sounds like it's a cross between American English and, and England. Mm-hmm. And I just think that over time, the way we talk as a group, just shifts and changes and when you get older it's annoying to you but to the younger people who just are all around each other and talking that way i don't know if it makes them sound less powerful to each other i doubt it you know what i mean so i don't think they notice it i think the only reason that i notice it is because one we speak professionally for a living two you know i produce podcasts and i hear guests that come on and they'll sound like that but it's so funny because, you know, you hear this whole huge movement right now about, you know, women, we want strong women leads and movies and stuff like that. And I'll hear a lot of these women who actually are going for that. And then they sound 
unconfident because of the dialect they've accidentally or un, unconsciously subconsciously chosen. So I'm not saying it as a criticism personally, like, well, see, here's the thing. Like, I, I'm always here to coach people on how they speak because that's just what I do. That's part of my production side of things. And so when I hear somebody sounding like they're unconfident or, or they use too many colloquialisms, you know, that kind of thing, uh, right. like, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, that's where, and I do them too. What? So I got to be very careful. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. what? Mr. What? Oh, I know. I think we all are. My whole point <laughs> is, is that if you are someone who does that, that up really kind of thing, then maybe just think about it. Maybe you should die. <laughs> just kidding. I was just going to ask if I'm being insensitive and mean, and I, I'm definitely, I, I'm the respectful one here though, apparently. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't know if it bothers me because I don't really encounter it that much. So yeah. maybe uh, I'm probably not the person to ask about that. Well, like I said, it really doesn't bother me as much as I just notice it all the time. So I just kind of felt like, well, if you're trying to go for that, confident sound then make sure you sound confident too that's all just a random thought for the day if i've offended half the listeners suck it anyway so moving on (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) what mr what (laughs) totally kidding all right so i just want a little update here on the new test series that we've been working on here thank you by the way again for all the feedback there's been a lot of discussion you two specifically as well i've had some actual discussion with and i really appreciate your feedback and your help and uh lord you i'm just gonna start calling you lord should we pray to you Hey, uh, you're the one that gave me the name, so uh, go ahead and pray if you like to. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Thunder, for your help in uh, yeah, talking through that. So pretty much what I'm doing right now is, uh, and I, I briefly touched on this last week, a little bit of the unveiling of the the four pillars that I was talking about with unleashing the real you. I mean, that kind of is what the real Brian show is all about, not just in a self-improvement way. I think a lot of people think, oh, I want to be the real me. It's very self-improvement, you know. Let's do some yoga, meditation, not like that entirely, right? It, if you want to do that, that's fine. But I'm talking about the real you is if you're a nerd, embrace being a nerd and enjoy it. And who cares what people think kind of thing? Yeah, it's like a freedom, right? A personal exactly. freedom. Exactly. Kind of. Yeah. Yep. Be free, be yourself kind of thing. Um, and then underneath that was those other three pillars. And these are, these are my personal pillars, but this is something I think really kind of works with the show. Pillars sound so business. So I don't know. What else could I call them? foundations i'm just talking about building things uh, yeah uh commandments (laughs) i'm just gonna start making things up okay well we'll 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 come back to that later point being though the the other three were to embrace the superhero competing with the person we're capable of becoming rather than trying to be someone we're not making a good impact on the world and then of course unleashing the curiosity that's that whole we nerd out about fill in the blank, whatever you nerd out about that kind of thing. And then, of course, um, unleashing the fun, which we all need to have fun because as we get older, as responsibilities pile onto our plates, we forget how to have fun. Yeah, it's something even uh, as an entrepreneur, you forget to celebrate the small wins, even though when you were younger, you just celebrated every win. So it's like when you're older, you're like, oh, I got to wait until I hit this. Then I can celebrate. But in the meantime, forget all those small wins. <laughs> So anyway, good yeah, reminders man. for all of us. I love all that stuff because uh, I've always tried to approach life from a, a sense of balance with a sense of balance because you need to you know, strive towards what you want, but also not forget to enjoy yourself in the moment. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself on your deathbed having strived the whole time and not actually spent time in the now appreciating. And so <sighs> yeah. I think your show kind of covers all of that, which I really think is cool. Well, I, yeah, I agree. 
That's why I keep coming back every week. I enjoy <laughs> that part of the show. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yep. This kind of ties in with something else I was going to share here is a couple of friends and, uh, you know, I've taken the Enneagram test. I still to this day think that the Enneagram is the most accurate personality test I've ever taken. I mean, I'm sure there's some other really good ones out there that may be more accurate. I'm not sure. But for me, this was really good. And he was saying, I just took the Enneagram, but I took a different version, which showed three. So like, here's your main personality type, but then here are your other two that kind of tie you in. Like here are your top three essentially is what it is. And the one I took pretty much just said, here's your, here's the one you're associated with. So I thought, oh, I'm just going to take it. We all took it Tuesday night. It was funny. I took it too, by the way. Oh, did you? Nice. Just, I saw it on your list. Nice. Okay. So y'all tell me what you get. I came up with the seven, the eight, and the four. I already knew I was a seven. I would have guessed seven for you. It's called the enthusiast. It's also the most, how do I put this? Like the most uh, uh, multiple personality personality type out there. Is that probably the best way to put it? Yeah. Not like in a clinical way, but you know what I mean? Many facets. Exactly. So it says like having such varied interests and abilities, like the Renaissance man kind of thing is what they say. Exactly. I love this though. How to get along with me. I mean, this, this is funny. Ready? Give me companionship, affection, and freedom. Engage with me in stimulating conversation and laughter. Appreciate my grand visions and listen to my stories. Don't try to change my style. Accept me the way I am. Be responsible for yourself. I dislike clingy or needy people and don't tell me what to do. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I heard the passion there. (laughs) Well, it's so funny because as I've gone through this show, I mean, this show is like, just call it the type seven, the real Brian show, the type seven type eight is a challenger, the leader, the director. Uh, This one really stood out for me is that you essentially you stand up for the bullied against bullies. And I'm like, oh, heck yeah. (laughs) So that's kind of a big one. It's pretty interesting. What what did you come up with, Jason? My experience with personality tests is I'll take it and get something and then I can take the same test 15 minutes later and get something different. Interesting. And I don't know why I just tend towards the the middle of everything or whatever. I don't know. I've taken the Enneagram tests many times and gotten different answers. This time I got the individualist. Oh, nice. Yeah. But I've actually... also gotten peacemaker. I've gotten the loyalist. Nice. I think the only one I've never gotten is number one, the reformer. That's the one I feel <laughs> the least. <laughs> Did you take it, Carl? I have not, but I'm going to challenge myself to do that tonight. Cause I want to know what I am. Okay. The link will be in the show notes and I will also post it in the Facebook group too. Uh, and I have really it right here. So yeah, it is. By the way, this specific test is free. It's 36 questions, I believe. It is not the most accurate. You know, the one the one that's the most accurate and the most comprehensive, you're going to pay for it. And it'll go through and it'll give you all kinds of information and stuff. This is just a very basic, I think still fairly accurate, simplified version that's free. Gotcha. So, if you yeah. search online, you can find a few free ones. So you could take a few and just cross. Yeah. You know check and see if they come out the same. Now, every personality test that I've taken, I've always come out as a type seven or whatever the equivalent is of that personality. I'd say test. you're strong in that. And yeah. genuinely, yeah. my wife, she's a seven too. And she always gets seven. Yeah. And she's a caver and she has all these hobbies and she goes around and fills up her life with all these it's so great. different things. Yeah. Okay. All that being said and, and tying that all back into the test series, here's what I'm going to do starting in September, by the way, taking next week off, just to kind of rest up a bit, you know, so that we can hit it hard in September. What I would like to test out is doing additional episodes. So we'll have our Friday shows typical as normal. Not going to change those. Being able to bring back our, our Monday interviews, you know, when I was interviewing people with, you know, the unleashing of the superhero kind of thing. Really want to bring some of those stories back 
They were fun. I miss them. I've heard from quite a few people that say, you know, we've missed them. We want them back as well. And I feel like, okay, why not? I mean, really, this is something that we can all benefit from one way or the other. And then um, turning Wednesdays into more of that focused theme episode, you know, that everybody was voting for in the Facebook group as it was. So that's where the idea of the unleashing the curiosity comes into play. Here's an example. I heard about this guy who is a huge Chicago Cubs fan and spent like, I don't know, two, three hundred thousand dollars renovating his basement to turn it into a Chicago Cubs style club because he's such a big fan. And I thought, okay, well, I don't I don't care about the Cubs. Baseball isn't even really anything that I'm I don't really care about that that much either. But what an interesting story. And so it's like finding stories like that where people have full on nerded out about something crazy like that. I think that'll be a lot of fun, but that's also given us an opportunity too. if we just want to dive into, you know, like Harry Potter part two or Star Trek discovery, like we've done way too much on the show, you know, stuff like that. So that's just where the whole curiosity nerd out segments can really come into play on a, on a focused episode. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, definitely. I would love to do focused movie reviews as well as maybe an additional episode or even additional podcast. Cause I don't want to give away spoilers on this show too much. And we can say, Hey, uh, in fact, this was green butterflies suggestion, which I loved saw this movie. It's worth the full price or it's worth matinee or it's worth waiting until Netflix or, you know, whatever. And if you want to hear the full review, you know, go listen to the episode on it. I thought you know what we'll do cool. uh, when we cover a, a movie and if we think it's worth watching, then we'll spend like five minutes just, generally talking about it without any spoilers and then we'll say all right now if you haven't seen it and you don't want to hear spoilers you just stop right now and then we go more in depth do you have to put like timestamps down you know what i mean yeah jason does a good job with that because if you're using op, uh, apple Podcasts, you can actually get the the timing information inside of the podcast so it'll say chapters yeah, yeah chapter you can skip forward to this time your reference basically and it gets you to the next chapter nice that's that's one thing I like about those um, the Podcastica network is because it, it it utilizes those features. You don't see that a lot, mm-hmm. but when 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 it's there, it's very helpful, and I, I really like that a lot. Especially since I spend so much time in the car, I, I add some ads I don't want to listen to, but most of them I'll listen to. But if I want to skip it, I know exactly how to skip and where I need yeah. to skip to to mm-hmm. pass it. I learned this from. Do you ever listen to Accidental Tech Podcasts? I'm Mark familiar Obermitt. with it, but I have not. Anyways, Mark, one of the hosts says, okay, I use chapters so you can skip the ad if you want, but when you go to the next chapter, you're just going to hear that last part where they give the URL just so you can get that 10 second right. thing to add in there, you know? So I've been doing that. Okay, you're just going to have to show me how to do it because I honestly, yeah, like, I've always wondered about yeah. how to do that, but I've never done it. So it's not too hard. Okay, cool. Well, that'll make it fun. Okay, well, I'm going to go really quick non spoiler on The Meg, you know, that movie with Jason Statham. There's a shark. Yeah, there's a shark. It's it's jaws on steroids. It's a uh, deep blue sea part two kind of thing. <laughs> it's oh, okay. It's that okay. Gotcha. Kind of. I mean, it's it's funny though. Um, and because I think Martin the Flash saw it too, and he was just like, oh, you know. Well, I guess he spent full price on the ticket. You know, like a twenty dollar ticket. And I was like, yeah, I spent five seventy five. It was a Tuesday night cheap night. It's worth five seventy five. I don't think it's worth a full price ticket. It's fun though. I love the ocean. I love you know, anything underwater. And I love movies like that because you just go and you turn your brain off. You have no expectations and you just have a good time from that perspective. Totally worth it. If you're going in expecting like a masterpiece, I don't know, go see something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, I, but it was fun. I loved it. And it's Jason Statham. Anything with Jason Statham, you cannot expect Academy Award winning. 
<laughs> it's just fun. It looks it's cool. Just, the previews look cool. Yeah. When I think of Jason Statham, I keep thinking of Transporter 2 where he flips his car yeah. and a crane catches the bomb off the bottom. Yeah. I just keep going back to that scene and it just cracks me up because it's so hilarious. It's like, it's like one of my favorite moves. <laughs> I do it all the time. I so, train people constantly. To, so we were trying to do Jason Statham voice. I can, I, I'm not very good at it, but it eventually becomes uh, a little bit tiring on the throat. <laughs> trying, <laughs> trying to talk like this because, you know, I can't do it. If I can get it down, though, if I can work on it for a while, I'm thinking about just going around and talking like Jason Statham all the time, just randomly. Hello. Do it, man. I'd I like dare a, you. I'd like a double At espresso. Before next podcast, I want you to go to a coffee shop and do that and then report back. <laughs> People are sexier you, when they talk like this. Yeah, you might get some phone numbers. <laughs> yeah. you, you should probably I do don't want your phone number. I'm married. <laughs> That'll make them want to give it to you even more. <laughs> <laughs> no, please take it. That's how it works, right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, so it's so funny because if you look at the poster of the Meg, you can see the outline of the shark and then it's got like all the colored, I don't know, whatever it was, you know, where people are all in the ocean and it, there's just a bunch of colors on it. And the Meg, the writing looks like Sony DreamWorks. I mean, it's crazy. And, and a lot of people thought it was an animated show. They really <laughs> screwed up. Like they, first of all, they should have called it Megalodon because you saw the previews, right? Should have showed that girl in the underwater bay where she's staring at the shark and the big shark is staring back at her. That would have been an awesome poster. It's like a, like a horror. Yeah, more mm. indicative of what you're going to get yourself into. Exactly. We all float down here, little girl. <laughs> Speaking of scary, I'm finally watching A Quiet Place, which uh, I'm about, I don't know, 30 minutes into it, 35 minutes into it. I'm not scared yet. It's fun. I enjoy it. To me, that movie is not a horror. It's more like a suspense kind of mystery. Okay. It's not a horror. I mean, it's not like hereditary or anything like that. It's it's just, it's what it is. It's uh a suspense kind of mystery i love suspense movies though but you're saying hereditary is horror but okay but it's hereditary is if there's anything that's horror it's hereditary yes (laughs) okay it's disturbing it's one of those movies that doesn't leave you for a while okay we got to get into this topic here because you know you guys it's so funny because like carl i know your your movies you know you've got like all these horror movies and i know you love those kind of things and jason of course like you just even mentioned you're into the more darker Twisted. Yeah. Did you say twist? No, you didn't say twisted. You said uh, I like the- edgy stuff. Edgy. Okay. Yeah. Disturbing. That's what you use. Sorry, twisted's not right. Oh, so yeah. darker, disturbing horror type of creepy. Yes. Creepy. All right. Now, what is it that you like about that? Both of you guys. What What is it that you like about that disturbing horror? What does it do to you? You know, it's that scare factor. It's almost like um for me. It's almost like I'm a thrill seeker, right? So that's why I like roller coaster because they. Uh-huh. I like getting all these things that scare me, right? If it's going to scare me, I know it's going to be pretty good. Okay. So I get that same feeling with like scary movies. It's when they're thrill. really scary, it's that thrill, right? It's that thrill. Like you're watching this movie, you just heard something moving in your kitchen. You're like, oh, sh- what's going on? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's that kind of thing. Yeah. It's just that scary nature of it. That it's like a thrill seeker kind of emotion, I guess. Okay. It's hard to explain, but to me, things where everything that you think you can count on you can't anymore it's falling apart and uh, that doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a scary horror movie like one of my favorite shows is is breaking bad that was really edgy and dark the premise sounds so unappealing even i when i want to watch it it's about this former high school teacher who goes into business with 
one of his ex-students making methamphetamines after mm-hmm. he finds out he has cancer so he can help his family uh, with the money. And that's just so like, oh God, that's horrible. But then I kept hearing how great it was as a show and I watched it and it's funny. And I mean, they make it kind of black humor and the acting is amazing. And, and just the seeing this guy over time fall from grace I, I don't know. There's something thrilling about watching, or even like Walking Dead. It's the apocalypse. The whole world is is gone. There's you can't really count on anything anymore. There's something about that that's I don't know what it is, but I'm drawn to it. I can't explain it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I mean uh, these things are you know obviously very popular. So even like Handmaid's Tale, that's another one that's out right now that's just so messed up. If you watch it, it's just your jaws on the floor. Hmm. And I love it. I mean, I almost wish, I don't know if you know much about that show. I almost wish that they would end it because it's getting to the point where it's almost like misery porn or something. It's such a great show. Have you seen that, Carl? No, I I need to to watch it though. Um, Yeah. I'm interested now. And so uh, often when I'm like looking for a new show, if it comes out and it's a little too straight laced, then, you know, if it's really good, I will like it. I'm not only into this stuff, but if it's not edgy in any way, chances are I'm interested in it. Hmm. I really didn't really get that much into any of the CW uh, superhero shows. I was watching Flash for a while. That was my favorite one, but they're just a little too... CW or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not to, I mean, I understand, you know, they, they have great fan bases and they, they're well done shows. Black Lightning was definitely a departure from the CW I yes. tradition. Yeah. yeah. That was it much, was. much, much better. Yeah. Much better. Yeah. I should check it out. When I went in and saw the Blair Witch Project for the very first time when everybody thought it was a true story, this was yeah. before like that was all busted, you know, myth wise. Right. Everybody in the theater was flipping out, freaking. I was laughing. (laughs) This is so funny. And they're just freaking out. Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know if maybe I just did. I don't know. That kind of stuff doesn't really. That's a really interesting example, Brian, because um, that movie, in my experience, people have those two reactions. They're either totally freaked out by it or they're like, what? I don't I don't get it. It's not scary at all. And I've definitely encountered equal amounts of both that movie yeah. freaked me out i was one yeah. of the ones that was freaking out i didn't really think it was real but still yeah. i don't remember being too scared about when that movie i was more like this is kind of nauseating Wait, just <laughs> yeah. The, oh yeah because of the, the, camera. the camera yeah the yeah. shaky camera kind of thing so that's not really too scary to me it's it, it's it like it's hard to explain just like what jason said it's um there's certain things about these particular movies that it just does something to me Sure. And Hereditary is one of them. Activity was another one that freaked me out pretty good. Which yes. one? First one. Paranormal. Paranormal Activity. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one too. Especially with that spoiler, the, the wife looking at the husband sleeping. Mm. Yeah. Do you know about this, Brian? <laughs> I've not watched it, but uh, I know about the movie. Oh, sorry. So, no, it's okay. I'm going to, well, I want to talk about this one part. So basically, they there's some weird occurrences in their house and they decide to film uh, so they can try to capture it on film, just things getting moved mm-hmm. or stuff like that. And so they put this camera in their bedroom and then when they're going back to watch the footage the next morning, they see that the wife got up and then just stood next to the bed for like eight hours. Oh, weird. And then, and you don't know why. <laughs> oh, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just creepy. Yeah. Insidious was another one that was kind of creepy for me. Mm-hmm. 
And so that was another one I was uh, I liked a lot, and it was it was especially creepy. But those are more like jump scares. I mean, those are kind of jump scares are, are okay, right? But the scare you get in Hereditary is not even the same. Hmm. That's what I like about it. It's that non jump scare. It's just that it's just creepy all over. That's gets under your skin. Hmm. Exactly. I have some theories here, and you know, feel free to jump in on this because I'm not sure if these are true or not. But this, you know, just some thoughts. Like, first of all, I, I got to say, I love suspense. I do love, you know, the intensity and the tension even of stuff like A Quiet Place or, you know, anything like that where you're just like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? And if something jumps out, you know, the first time I saw Signs, you know, loved it, even though people were jumping around and freaking out and that kind of thing. And for some that didn't even bother him, like you said, it kind of, it depends on the style. The movies that disturb me. So like suspense is good, but if it just is like this, that's messed up. Like that is so effing twisted kind of thing. I don't like those because like saw, right? Well, I never saw it, but you know, that kind of thing too, where it's like, who thinks of this stuff, you know, like suspense and jumpiness. That's one thing, but that kind of stuff, I just kind of go, I don't, I don't want to fill my brain with that personally because I can't unsee that. And usually it sticks with me for a while, which is not a good thing. Like there was a scene in, in the walking dead where these really bad guys, got a hold of the main character's son Mm. and they were about to do bad things to him and he got free and he bit one of the bad guys throats out. Mm. Wow. So that's probably something that you would not enjoy. Well, okay. So interestingly enough about the walking, (laughs) that probably wouldn't bother me as much as like, Oh really? More the spiritual side of things. That makes Uh, sense. Yeah. So the like evil demons and things like that. Yeah. And I mean, to me, it's like, okay, it's what it is, but it's when it's, um, I don't even know how to explain it. It, it, again, it kind of comes back to these are hard things to explain. I can just say, I don't like that. But what's interesting is like when I watched the walking dead, I was totally drawn in. I watched three, four five episodes or something. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like drawn into this story. I want to know what's going on. What I realized later though, is that I was dealing with like, not depression, but almost a level of despair, I think is the right word. Could you imagine if the world became this? And so it wasn't like, oh, that's just a TV show. It was like, what ha- What if kind of thing? And I would live in this like almost not a daydream per se, but like I couldn't get out of my mind that I'd be like, what if this happened? And I started getting, you know, like I said, having a lot of despair, like, oh my gosh, that would suck. And then I'm like, why am I feeling almost, you know, down all the time? What's going on? And I'm just like, oh, well, I'm, I'm internalizing this way too much. You know what I mean? So some things just affect me in a way that I can't let them go. And that's probably why like walking dead is, is an issue. For example, that's just one example. So what I can say, if walking dead is an issue in that respect, you definitely don't want to watch game of Thrones. Oh, interesting. Don't even try and watch that one because there's some stuff in there that will have you scarred. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So on here. Yeah. I mean, That's totally true. I've noticed that a lot of these things that I like, like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones, or even a show like uh, Seinfeld, which was one of my favorite shows, has a lot of petty people doing really petty things. And for some reason, that just tickles me to watch. But I I understand, Brian, like I can get like that too. Not normally I don't. I mean, there is sometimes where I'm just like, wow, I'm doing, you know, all these shows and they're all so bleak and horrible and I need a palate cleanser. So I just got to go watch a comedy yeah. or the old virgin or something to get cleanse my palate with that stuff. Totally. I have another theory too. Um, a friend of mine, she's a nurse for a while. She was working in urgent care. She's worked in some other stuff. And so 
most of her days were filled with pain and suffering. You know, people who had these horrible things happening to them, a lot of times low income people who didn't have insurance, you know, and they, they couldn't afford it, but they were going to pretty much, you know, die or suffer, you know, pretty horrible, horrible stuff on a very daily basis throughout the day for many years of her life. And she said, you know, I, I just needed to come home and watch comedy. I wish I could enjoy these shows, but she goes, I deal with pain and suffering all day long. I can't watch it for fun. Makes sense. Yeah. And I went through, you know, 10 years ago, et cetera. You know, I went through a very dark time, very painful experience, et cetera. And before that, I didn't mind movies like that. After that, I do mind stuff like that. I don't want to mm-hmm. watch it for entertainment as well. So that's, that's my second theory is that people who have been through something like that or experience it on a daily basis for whatever reason, probably don't want to watch it for entertainment versus those who, you know, life's fine. Everything's fine. Probably doesn't phase them as much. Yeah. That makes yep. sense. Yep. Agreed. There are some shows like game of Thrones and altered carbon that the premise behind them are so fascinating to me. And I'm like, Oh, I want to watch it. But when I read reviews and I talk to people who have been through it, it's like, yeah, it's very dark. It's very, I don't know whatever, whatever terms, you know, people will bring up are sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's less about, like I said, I don't mind scary and suspenseful. It's more of the, the, uh, the heaviness, I guess is the word. Yeah. Is it right. going to, is it going to make the me evilness feel or yeah. yeah, I actually enjoyed the first, well, it was cheesy though, but the first it, you know, from the nineties or whatever that came out. Yeah. No, yeah. Right. Super duper Tim cheesy. Curry. Yeah. But there were some cool scares in there and some other fun little spots. And then it really went downhill, you know, towards the second part. But I didn't see the new movie yet because I've been very hesitant to watch it because I'm going, no, no. I think you're going to like it. Really? You need to watch it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but I don't think your, your soul is going to feel heavy after you watch that. This is just one of those pure suspenseful scare fun films. I mean, there's some there's some disturbing parts to it, but I would say that it felt like a Stephen King movie crossed with a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, interesting. Would you say that's fair, Carl? I think that's that's a very good way of explaining that movie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely one you should watch, and you sure probably watch it before you watch Castle Rock. Just to be honest with you. Am I am I to watch Castle Rock? You need to watch Castle Rock. <laughs> really? Is it that good? It's just a foregone conclusion. You need to watch Castle Rock. That's okay. just what's going to happen. <laughs> the original psycho to this day to me is still brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Suspenseful. I, I, mean, I mean, scary for its time. That movie is you think it's about this woman and then there's a sharp left turn. <laughs> yeah. Hitchcock and Stephen King, you know, the way they've done things was, in my opinion, much more smart, much more brilliant you know, a little bit more of the, Oh, I didn't expect that kind of thing rather than having to result to, uh, you know, just like full on disturbing or gore or, you know, whatever, yeah. you know, kind of horror thing. It's like, it's, it's, I don't know. I guess it's just smarter in many ways, you know? And so yeah, I, I like agree. that. Like Carl, you mentioned saw and I actually never saw saw. And I, I don't think I really ever watched any of those quote unquote torture porn movies because that just feels like it might be too much for me. Yeah, it was. I, I I could tell you that I got through about thirty five minutes of the first one, and I'm like, yeah, I know what this is about. I can't watch this. this yeah, is, this is just this is brutal for no reason. Mm. Right. So I need something else as a part of it to some kind of character study or emotional component, and right. it's just torture that doesn't yeah. blow my boat. Since you're a fan of Ash versus Evil Dead, and you know the whole Hitchcock thing and Bruce Campbell, did you ever watch Waxwork? I have not. Oh, that sounds familiar. I don't think I saw it. Was that like an 80s thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. What it, was it? 
you got to check that out. It's a, it's about a, a museum where the art comes to life and then you become part of the art or something like that. I don't want to give away too much of it, but if you like the whole Ash versus Evil Dead kind of like comedy horror, you should probably check out Wax Work. It's just one of those right popcorn <laughs> little movies to watch. Just give nice. it a shot. Nice. <laughs> cool. Don't expect anything spectacular, but I think you'll like it. Right on. Nice. I like what you said, Carl. There, that was that was really good about you know brutal for no reason. I think that's yeah. a, that's a really good way of describing some of the stuff I just don't like. Yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah, can't, yeah. can't handle it. Yeah, and, and to me, it's kind of lazy. There's a fine line. Sometimes I'll be watching something that I do like, and I'm like, wait, is this crossing like a uh, American Horror Story? Mm. I actually love those, but uh, the hotel season. Hotel. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, after the first episode, I'm like, yeah, I think this is getting a little too disturbing for mm. me. <laughs> They definitely crossed the line in that first episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I say so. I can't describe it on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's too funny. bad. Yeah. Uh, well, interesting. Wow. Well, I appreciate the discussion because it was kind of three of us have had so many different off podcast personal discussions about this for you know a couple of years now. And it's just been kind of like, this is interesting how different we are on that. I would love to come on sometime if you want, or if you're doing a focused review on something that we both are into because there is plenty of stuff that we both dig. Totally. That would be cool. Totally. Well, even some of the games, like we're all three yeah. gamers of different types. And so you've got some games coming up. Well, I'm stoked about red dead redemption two because mm. the original is in my top five ever. Nice. It's just so atmospheric and well done. And I never you know, cared much for Westerns or anything, but this game is beautiful. So that's coming out in October and then Spider-Man's coming out next yes. month. And it, it looks like the swinging is so off the hook. I can't wait to try that. I'm but excited my, about that one. My one, the one I'm looking forward to do the most is one, Brian, you probably won't want to play because one of my favorite games ever is resident evil two, which just totally captures what it would be like to be inside a George Romero zombie movie. Yeah. And they're remaking that for the modern console and it just looks incredible. So nice. is that cold Veronica? No, it's just Resident Evil 2. Ah, uh, okay. It's coming. It's the same character. It's Claire and, and Leon, and it comes out in January. That's awesome. I'm going to get that for sure. I so love Resident Evil. That. Yeah, so yeah. In- interestingly, I never played those games, but I watched the first three movies and actually enjoyed them. The games and the movies are pretty separate. Yeah. Different. But it's about aliens or zombies? Zombies. Oh, zombies. Okay. Yep. okay. Interesting. The, I'm just going to nerd out for a second here. And I mean like a full-on nerd nerd out. You know, when Star Trek The Next Generation was out, I just remember going, I wish that we had the technology to basically tour the Enterprise D, walk around, you know, put it on my screen and just walk around the ship, you know, and make it look real. So get this. They're in the process. There's a company right now that is recreating the entire Enterprise D one room at a time, and it will be full VR, perfect in fact, there's some pictures here that I'm looking at. It looks completely real, like you're actually there, and you will have an opportunity to tour around the entire ship, wow. one room at a time. So cool. So do you like go in the turbo lift? And yeah. That's cool. Yeah, like so they show the bridge. The bridge looks exactly like it did. This is something that I'm very impressed with. They show the observation lounge, you know, the meeting room where they all used to sit and meet. This makes sense. They do this with all the new Star Treks, but they've not done this with the old ones again special effects, budgets, etc. If you're looking out of the observation room's windows, you're going to see part of the saucer, right? But you never yeah. did in the show because they didn't have the budget for it. In this new VR thing, you'll see the saucer as it's supposed to be. My question is, if it's VR and it's not AR, you're walking around, how do you 
keep yourself from hitting things. Well, you won't be in the technically road. walking. It's going to be more of like oh. you use Oculus or HTC or something gotcha. like that, you know, where you're going to have your hand controls and, you know, you're going to be walking with that and you can move your hands and arms around, but you'll be sitting in your chair. Gotcha. Yep. Okay, that makes sense. I think they have a you know new version for Bridge Crew that has the bridge of the next generation. Yes, new DLC just came out. That's a game that I've also been getting into my PlayStation VR. Um, played as much as I'd like, but it's really cool. And I got the PlayStation Aim gun. So there's this game called Farpoint where you walk around and shoot mm. like space bugs, mm-hmm. and and it's amazing because you're holding this gun, and when you look down, it looks like a plasma rifle or whatever you need at the moment. Yeah. And, and it moves the way you're moving. It's, it's, I mean, I just think that it's incredible, but anyways, I haven't really gotten Star Trek bridge crew or tried it because it sounds like to enjoy that. You need some buddies that are into it. And I don't, I don't know anybody that, I mean, I know you guys play it. Maybe we should all play. Yeah, it. I play it. There oh, are cool. three to four of us at a time typically that play it. So you are welcome. Is at it any fun? Time. Oh yeah. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's actually a lot more difficult than I expected. We played four missions last weekend and, and uh, Spider-Pan, don't worry, we did not go on with the actual story missions. We were just doing some of the random ones and we couldn't beat it. In fact, we lost all four missions in a row. It was almost frustrating because it, it's a lot more yeah. difficult than you think it is. It's not one of those games that you can just kind of push your way through it. Like you do have to kind of strategize. You have to communicate. You have to work together. And do you get mad at each other if one person flubs it? No, because I mean, it really is pretty much like you're all impacting each other one way or the other. So no, not at all. I mean, it's, it's not bad or anything. I think the, the thing that gets frustrating is when it's kind of like, okay, we just did everything we were supposed to do, but I don't get it. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm not uh, sure what to do next. Figure it out. Yeah. But I mean, again, it, a part of its strategy, like you can't just go in and attack, you know, six Klingon battle cruisers thinking you're going to outpower them. You know, you got to run, you got to get out of there. You got to impulse out. But the problem is, is if they knock out your impulse engines, you're stuck. It's and in all of the systems, like it's very cool. If you're engineering, you're dealing with phasers, photon torpedoes, you know, warp engines. I mean, everything, every single system in there. It's very detailed. It's very involved. It's fun though. Well, I think I need to get myself a VR headset for my PlayStation. Yeah, I, I need to get a VR headset because I don't even have that. Yeah, dude, you guys should do it. And if you do come to San Francisco, you can play with mine. <sighs> okay, which one do you recommend? Let's just go with that right now. PlayStation. Well, I mean, if I'm on a computer, <laughs> computer is oh. awesome. I'm talking about which VR headset. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't have a preference. I, I don't know too much about them. So I hear a lot of good things about the the vibe, but I don't I don't know. I think if yeah. it's if you're not really invested in a PC, I think the PlayStation one is just fine. Okay. Yeah, that's what I have. PlayStation. Just the PlayStation uh, one. Because I already had a PlayStation and it was the least expensive way to get into VR. I think if you have un- unlimited or you know not much of budget, then um, the vibe but, uh, is PC. because yeah. you get to like set up little pylons so that you can actually walk around within an area inside mm-hmm. the game versus just sitting in your seat. Cool. So, I got invited and I'm going in or two here to this uh, play test in a warehouse near here where they're taking this uh, zombie VR game called Arizona Sunshine, and oh, yeah. but they map it onto a real space in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. So you wear mm-hmm. this mobile VR getup, and there's some objects that are in the game where they actually have objects in the warehouse that you can pick up. So I'm ex- really excited to try that out, and I hope I don't like hurt myself or something. Nice. Oh, you'll yeah, be that fine. That sounds awesome. You'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, just swing. Make sure you hurt someone else, not yourself. Yeah. yeah. If you hear someone 
Swing at them. Yeah, exactly. Dude, ah, it's a zombie. <laughs> I got it's, him. Dude, that was me. Oh, sorry. So what, while you're playing that game, all you're going to be hearing in the background is that. Yeah. <laughs> if I hear that, the mask is coming off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one thing about playing VR at home alone is no matter what game I'm playing, whether it's scary or not, it kind of creeps me out that I'm in my living room with my eyes shielded and there could be some like intruder standing right next to me or something. Then you have no idea. Yep. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> why I want augmented realities because then you have at least you can have an idea of what's going on with your surroundings. Yeah. I'm a big fan of AR. I think AR is going to take over for sure, but it's going to take some time. Yeah. Because AR, I mean, you could basically put a uh, video on your wall and no one would be able to see it but you. You know, you could do exactly. all kinds of stuff like that. You know, what they're actually working on right now is, oh my gosh, it's going to be so amazing. It's just not out for commoner consumption yet. We're all commoners because we don't work in the tech that they work in. It's just, yeah, it's uh, frustrating because we've been hearing about these ideas for, for years now and I want it. I want it to be fully baked and try it out. Yeah. Right but now. Like I said, they're out there. Yeah. It's just not for us to use yet. So if you can somehow work your connections, you know, with the powers that be, because I know you have those, both of you guys have those, then, you know, we could have our own fully advanced AR systems for free. Right? You're actually in, in one right now. None oh. of that is real. I had no idea what's going on here. Just, just wait, <laughs> wait, my life has not been real this entire time. What? Yeah. You're alive, but you're just a battery, basically. <laughs> well, it is the desert of the real. Ignorance is bliss. <sighs> Welcome to the Matrix. <laughs> Congratulations on taking the red pill. Yeah, well, why do I want to live in some crappy world eating, you know, a bowl of runny eggs or snot or whatever that was? Or, yeah, yeah tasty of- wheat or something. I don't know. Gosh, you know, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, we, we took the blue pill. Yeah, that's why. That's too, the, it's wait, much more enjoyable. The blue pill is the ignorance is bliss. Red pill is the rabbit yeah. hole, right? Right. Mr. What? what? I like that. Thanks for being on the show today, Mr. What? Thank you. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we all decided to talk with uplifting, you know, tones at the end of our sentences. Mr. What? Yeah, I, that's a good <laughs> idea. And again, you know, there, there was no offense attended, but we just... <laughs> <laughs> we just really want to make sure that you know you want to sound super confident i think <laughs> you are good that, that scares me every time you do that you know that right it's because i listen to people so much and eventually i just got to start imitating them as much as i can <laughs> you are out of your mind this is really hard to do to switch back and forth anyway. give it a shot do or do not yeah you know your, your lemon pledge <laughs> Oh, I was drinking a uh, lemon cavita, by the way. You know, those apple cider vinegar tonic thingies. I'm not kidding. I'm drinking this going, no, no, no more. No, no touchy. It just <laughs> tasted like lemon pledge. Oh, man. No. Wow. Oh, my. oh, my. You know what the music means. Guys, thank you. Lord Thunder, welcome back. Thanks for being on again. It was fun. Yeah, thank I- you. It was fun. I will have you both on here shortly. I know we've got a whole host of things that we didn't get to cover. Of course, this is the way it always works. We always have so many good things to talk about, great discussions, but we'll bring you guys back on again shortly. And again, no episode next week. Enjoy the week off. We'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for joining us. Guys, thank you again. Real Brian Show, set it off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.